Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Welcome back. Welcome back to the unofficial ESPN Louisville 93.9 pregame show. I'm your host, Marcus Mabin. Again, I have to stress every time I have to stress the unofficial 93.9 pregame show. I never, never would never step on one great Bob Valvano or Paul Rogers as I'm doing the unofficial Four games left. I have to get these games out of my system. I I I never forget, or I always forget how much I enjoy doing scouting reports. Part of it's just this old habits die hard. Part of it's a little bit to stroke my ego for all you listeners. So when you watch the game, I can I can have those moments where I can say, "I told you so," because no nobody loves to to say, "I told you so." Like a sports person, like every you, know, you just love it. Like I said, only the gambler gets more. The consummate gambler gets more. I told you so, or gets more pleasure out of the I told you so than somebody who just does a pregame uh, a scouting report. Um, with that being said, before I go any further, I want to take a second to give a huge, huge special thanks to one of our sponsors of the uh, unofficial pregame show. That would be. Kentucky at a pump sales for every home, building, business, or municipality that all rely on the movement these pumps provide. The moment you need a water or sewage pump, you should be thinking Kentucky at a pump sales. They're like our first responders or essential personnel. Over 35 years of experience, best service, fairest possible price, and it's right over in Jeffersonville, Indiana. People, go see Harold. Or go see Mark. They'll find out exactly, and I do mean exactly, what you need. Utility, sump, affluent, grinder, sewage, anything you need. 3303 Industrial Parkway, Jeffersonville, Indiana, of course. Or you can give them a call. 812-725-9217. Or simply visit KentuckyEdmondPumps.com. One more shout out before we get into the nuts and bolts of the Duke versus Louisville. Or should I say uh, Louisville versus Duke because we're obviously on the road. I want to give one more extra shout out to one of our day one supporters, Derek A. Stewart. People, for all your home buying or selling needs, keep in mind Derek A. Stewart. If you can't, if he can't answer your question, which I'm sure he can, he can point you into the right direction every single time. Programs about loans, about financing. He has, a, he is more or less a one stop shop for everything you need to know. Derek A. Stewart, 502 314 9868. So, if you made it through 
your 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 storms, your your tornado warnings, your thunderstorms. If you got some good sleep, if you're looking forward to tonight's game, you are in the right place. Now, listen, there is no sugarcoating. The the internal optimist in me even is having a hard time, you know, with this game. But I will say I enjoy these games. I talked about it last last game. I enjoy the games that can teach you about yourself. Um, some of the some of the games we have left on the schedule, the schedule by having Syracuse, Virginia Tech, and Boston College, those are all gonna be like they're gonna bring a different sort of challenge, you know, maybe more of an emotional challenge with the Syracuse game, maybe more of a physical challenge with the Boston College, uh, Virginia Tech is is gonna kind of be a, a conditioning challenge. Like each game is going to tell you something different down the stretch about yourself or you can learn you have opportunities to learn something about what you've done through the year what you what you have left in the tank you know are you which direction are you trending this duke game is going to be the ultimate ultimate college basketball test now when i say the ultimate college basketball test i'm going to say with your eyeballs with your iq um I enjoyed watching the last five Duke games. I really enjoyed watching them. Um, people know I, I enjoy watching um, uh, UConn, uh, Hurley. Um, really, really enjoyed uh, uh, watching them. This Duke team, really, really enjoy watching them. They play well. They play together. They play um, They play unselfish. But, but th- listen, my compliments are listed. And I want to do it in more of a formal uh, 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 order. So, you know, it's like, why, why would I take all these notes and number them and list them? And, and, and like I said, I don't want to go on just doing a macro gushing session over Duke. Um, the first thing, first thing that jumps off the page, like I have my I have my scouting report on Duke. First thing is just going to jump off the page when you watch the Duke Blue Devils play basketball. I'm going to give you your pros, their cons, and kind of a, a, a five keys to victory on our end uh, with this with this hour uh, pregame show. Number one, number one, Duke takes excellent shots. Duke is like the Davenport on steroids. <laughs> it's it's the Davenport esque. Good shot for great shot for perfect shot. They are a really, really, really good uh, passing team for the for the open shot. Listen, it, as much basketballs if you if you as you will as you will watch, there won't be a better team as far as taking good shots. So you you I I guarantee if you see them take a uh, five bad shots and and a half. You'd be surprised. You'd be. I'd be amazed to see five bad shots in a, in an entire half. It jumps off the screen. Um, a lot of those shots set up by Filipowski. Now, conversation. I'm assuming Filipowski's going to play. Uh, I'm, uh, after after actually, look. Now that we're playing Duke, I'm going to get in the mood where uh, Filipowski should actually been suspended for tripping that guy instead of talking about court storming. Why, why don't you talk about the assault? That Filipowski pulled on the random fan during the court storming. I don't know why I didn't I didn't uh, pick up that angle. I should have just trolled 
all, all the national writers calling for an end to storm in the court, which they probably should, but it's neither here nor there. We're playing him. I sh- he should be suspended. I, I hope he's not hurt. And I don't want that excuse of him being hurt. My God. Most people don't care. I don't want the, the slightest bit of excuse. If we go down to Duke and just take it to him. Um, jumps off the page with the excellent shots. Definitely uh, most impressive team in the league, um, in the ACC, taking good shots. And uh, I'm assuming it's still ranked 10. Maybe that's jumped up since Saturday. They played Wake Forest on Saturday. I'm, I'm assuming it's updated, so I, I think they might be 10. Either way, you get the point. Very, very tough team with with the uh, shooting. Um, I'll, I'll give um, I'll give that coaching staff a lot of credit there. Um, here's the thing: you can't be a good shooting team. You can't be the best shooting team, or or the 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 best shooting team taking good shots without being one of the better passing teams. Now, here's the thing. Um. I was explaining to somebody yesterday, you know, while I was watching the film, I was actually talking about this yesterday on the show. I was talking about this last night on with the Midnight Family on the YouTube channel, which is made for the veil, by the way. I was talking about coaching styles. I was talking about offenses that I like to see run. I was talking about Kobe Bryant and the penetrate and kick offense where everybody's doing it. Um, and he didn't, you could, you could hear the disdain in Kobe's voice. I didn't know how much I didn't like the, the space space for space sake space. Assuming you can get to the basket because there's space. Now you should with the space we have, if you're a two guard, if you're a point guard, actually, if you're a, a, a good Division One player, you honestly should be able to get around people one on one and force them to foul you. Like, like I do understand that we are not excellent at getting around uh, uh, people, and if we do get around, our our jump stop, our strength in the paint getting around somebody with strong hands and not turning the ball over has not been a strength of ours like i said i I, we have the first step we have a um kind of the speed but we don't have the the ball security or the foot or 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 the foot base to really get in the lane and, and power through shots that's that's one of the things we struggle with but again that's in the in the kind of uh in the later louisville side of the scout report um the Duke team, you'll be impressed with their passing. The reason I went down that road is because when you run, okay, I'm going to use words. I, I'm assuming people will know. When you run simple stuff, pin down action, that's when the forward comes down, sets the screen for the guard, the guard pops out to get the ball. Sometimes the guard curls around you know, to get a shot. Sometimes the guard flares. I was explaining to somebody just recently that when you run those flex options all year, all year, it's so second nature. But here, but here's the thing. A good team, a good defensive team that puts pressure on the point guard, 
that puts pressure. You know, uh, uh, when the big man stays down and keeps their head on a swivel, a good defensive team can take you out of a lot of those simple actions. But a great offensive team can still put you in trouble. So it's like over the course of of a season, the person who has been running their sets at a at a higher level, at a at a, a faster speed, it's it's very you can tell early. Like, um, will we be able to guard the simple actions? Um, your pass, their Duke's passing will will expose you very very early. If 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 your big men aren't down in position where they're supposed to be, if they're not forcing guys out to the three point line, if they're um if they're uh, if we um if we are not talking each other through opening you know opening up for screen guarding our man one on one, Duke it, it'll be impressive basketball out of Duke and they will they will expose you for your mistakes very early. Listen, top ten team is a top ten team. It's a good team. It's it's a good team to watch. Um, this is one of those games where. I'll be looking for certain indictments while being able to acknowledge that, that Duke is a good passing team, a really good shooting team, and it, it's it'll, it'll be one of the tougher challenges you know, of, of your entire season, especially getting Duke late, getting Duke hot, you know, getting Duke uh, mature, getting Duke healthy, getting uh, Duke a little, you know, like I said, a little uh, agitated off the, you know, off the national attention from the court storming. So, Best passing team, you know, that you're going to see this year. Um, another thing that that really, really impresses me, and it's a very dangerous. Uh, we're totally playing with fire. It'll another thing that'll jump off your screen very, very early. So listen, if you are if you are in bash mode, you know, you get ready. You get your hot Twitter fingers ready because here's the thing: this week, this week. This past week that we've had to prepare for this game should be all or should have been all about getting back on defense and picking up your man early. Duke is a great transition shooting team. You have to be a really okay Teams are not good transition team shooting teams unless they have very high IQ and very good fundamentals. Not a lot of off-balance shots. You know, when, when they sprint up to their spots, they sprint with a purpose. You will see your team, if they do not call, if Louisville does not call out their man early, those Duke guards will expose you. Filipowski will absolutely expose you if you let him if if you if you get the 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 lazy big man up the court if you get the extra two steps out of bounds when you don't get the foul call if you see those type of reactions after a turnover after a missed shot after a bump you know they will they will quickly burn you they they run a great secondary break and here's the thing it's been the same thing that it, it, it's Duke. It's the, it's the same Duke. It's the pin down. It's the cross screen. It is, it is, they, they run the same flex cut action that they've been running. Like, listen, coach, <clears throat> coach K 
handpicked his replacement just so they could keep running things the exact same way. So it's good college offensive action. Very fundamentally sound. Uh, uh, Like I said, they run to their lanes. They run to the spots. Everybody knows each other's spots. The handoffs that they run. uh, Listen, if you listen to me, you'll understand when when they're in, in a in a nice spot on my bracket. Listen, when we get to the cons, like look, listen, they're not they're not the ninety eight Bulls or uh, you know or anything like that. But they do a lot of the very simple things, excellent. So getting up the floor, getting to a spot, getting their feet balanced. It's one of those things you will notice. If your team is not coming with an intensity to go get them early, it'll show, it'll show big, and it'll look bad. Because here's the thing. When you take good shots, Duke or any team that takes really good shots can make any defense look bad. Not only can they make any defense look bad, they can make you look like you're not playing hard. And then they can make you damn near not want to play hard. If you see it, so that, like I said, my my impression of Duke and their qualities are going to be kind of exciting for me to watch. Um, another thing that's a that's a coach's dream. It's an it's an old school coach's dream. You don't you don't get this a lot, but you get it with the top ten teams. Um, listen, it's easy to preach to kids, very tough to get them to do. The best teams, get them to do this. Three-pointers off of rebounds. Three-pointers off of rebounds. Boy, boy, boy. If you give up offensive rebounds to Duke, you can almost, the minute you give up an offensive rebound, if you want to look impressive to whoever you're, let's say you're, 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 you know, watching the game. You're forcing your wife to watch the game with you. You're forcing your your kid to watch the game with you. You want to impress them. When you see a rebound, I want you to go, well, that's going to be a three-pointer, right? And then you watch it get kicked out. And then you watch it go, splash. And you're going to say, yep, told you. And it'll happen about two and a half seconds You'll, you'll, you'll be saying it about two and a half seconds before it actually happens, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in the game time. So, yeah, offensive rebounds lead to Duke three-pointers so much of the time. That's another one. It's like, hey, you better start scrambling, scrambling, scrambling the moment you don't secure. Actually, you better not be giving up offensive rebounds. But if you do, they are going to end up in the three-pointer. Like, there's probably a – a 65 to 70 it's a 65 to 80 percent chance that an offensive rebound is going to end up as a three-pointer and that's if you're playing good tough d i mean if you're just giving up offensive rebounds and they're going vertical and punching it then you know then i'll be looking over at the sideline not not the court but yeah the um the offensive rebounds that lead to three-pointers, is a dangerous, dangerous Duke staple. Um, speaking of dangerous, Filipowski. Filipowski on his handoffs. He makes the guard chase you all the way around. 
He gets wide. He turns and, and listen, when he when he sets the screen, he turns and opens up for a pocket. He is strong with his hands. He hooks a lot. He never gets called for the hook. I I I I I if I was the coaching staff, I'd be ready to yell out hook on Filipowski a lot. I'd, I'd tell my coaching staff, I'd tell all my team, whenever you get Filipowski on the block, I want everybody to yell, watch the hook, watch the hook. And I'm not talking about the Kareem, the Scott hook. I'm talking about he reaches around, he uses his offhand to hook his defender a lot. I would, yeah, I would definitely coach that into my sideline. Everybody yell that the minute you see him try to do the little spin move. Watch the hook. Watch the hook. And I want to see how many how many actual calls we get on that. But we'll be in Duke and you know, listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna hook, you better sell it. Because <laughs> if you're gonna be in, in in with the Cameron crazies and you're gonna let Filipowski spin from baseline and dunk on that old school clanky sounded rim in Cameron Indoor Stadium, it's gonna it's gonna get on your nerves. I still remember David Johnson just totally rim wrecking them back when Malik Williams. I I believed in Malik Williams like no other person could. When I watched him finish off that game <laughs> and do how much fun was that watching Malik dunk that ball at the end of the game at Duke? That was awesome. Yeah, we really shot the ball well. Um, so there, there's the, listen. Filipowski is absolutely dangerous. Um, kind of, kind of the cons. Okay, I, I gushed over him. That that's I know if you if you if you listen to that segment, you say it's absolutely impossible for us. To, you, where do they, where do they have their flaws at? Well, I'll tell you. They fall in love. There's good shooting team. If you really keep them out the paint, they will fall in love with the jump shot. If you have a really, really determined team. If you're willing to, to again, I'll, this is a theme every time. If you're willing to be unaccepting of easy shots, <clears throat> if you're willing to run guys in and out of the game, guys who don't run their man all the way off the three-point line, you know, if you're willing to make their jump shots uncomfortable, if you if you can make their passes to jump shots uncomfortable, they will fall in love with the three-pointer because they assume they'll start going in. That's that's when you, if you have any kind of consistency uh, offensively, that's where you can uh, uh, rattle their cage a little bit. Now, now, while they do run a lot of the traditional Duke system, it's still not Coach K over there. It's still not not quite the 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 um the mystique you know they can get their shell cracked they can get they can get their uh emotion another thing is they're light they're light behind Filipowski you got Mitchell Filipowski they're tough after that let's say you get a couple fouls early you draw a couple fouls early now now again this is to be a part of the this will be a part of the Game plan on the on the offensive side, but it's also a weakness of Duke. 
uh, it's kind of strength and weakness, depending on how you look at it. They don't foul. Let me rephrase that. They don't get called for fouls. <laughs> they really don't foul. They really like they really do not play an aggressive defense. They're one of the uh, those. They're just like um like a Notre Dame. They keep their hands up. They put their body into you. They 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 put you know kind of a roof. When I say a roof, that means your hands are are, are up in the air. But instead of your wrists pointing straight up towards the ceiling, your wrists, your hand makes a roof. So they kind of they kind of lean into guys, keep their hands up. They do not foul. It's hard to get Duke in a bad position to jump off. But like, listen, if they if they can make you hit a tough shot over them, they are more than happy with something like that. Um, they just don't foul. They don't foul. They like to play in the game. That's how they're able to do the you know six man rotation, six sometimes seven. You know, they just that's, that's how they manage to stay in their rhythm. Very, very efficient team, but they're not deep. They are not a deep team. They don't, they don't play deep. Um, not a deep team. They do not foul. Again, it's just like the Notre Dame scouting report. If you can't finish through contact, it's going to be a long night. It's not going to be, like I said, it's not going to be a bunch of athletic blocking of your shot. If you're not going to explode and shoot at the t- at the peak of your shot, you're going to, you listen, you're going to buckle you know, the ball are going to find out. They'll be going the other way. We'll be laying on the ground and we'll be, you know, doing the exact same song and dance, uh, talking about toughness and, and aggression level. Listen, being that they don't foul, offensive rebounds is a spot where you can you can make something happen. Let's just say you can make something happen in general. It's, it's a trade-off. You attack them on the boards. You don't get it. They get out in transition. You're in trouble. You have to double up your, you have to double up your aggression level on the boards. You can't cr- uh, send an extra guy to the offensive boards and not come up with enough boards to make them kind of kind of uh, back home. It's it's a gamble, but to me, if you come with the effort, the extra effort that says you want to beat Duke, if you come with that level of effort. It's not too much to ask to send extra guys to the board <clears throat> for the opportunity to take advantage. So, um, yeah, those are a couple things that I know about uh, Duke where you can you can find find ways to stay in the game. You can find ways to steal cheap buckets because, like I said, they're efficient. So, with their efficient level, they're going to force you into some bad shots. They're going to force you um, – um, to to kind of play out longer clocks, you know, force you into the help, all that good stuff. But you, like I said, you do have your areas. Like I said, our our team isn't chopped liver. You just are going to have to execute with the with the higher elevated level of passion. I tell you what, that's the first segment. That's kind of the Duke scout. On the second half of the hour, we're going to kind of talk Louisville centric, which you're going to have to get out of Louisville. Um, again, this is going to be without. The, the injury report. So we're going to make a couple of assumptions, but we're going to take a quick commercial break. The unofficial pregame show on 939 DeVille. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. 
To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. It's time to replace your heating and air system. We know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Welcome back to the unofficial ESPN Louisville 93.9 pregame show. Um, Again... Four games left. This will be one of my last four scouting reports of the season. I advise everybody to to pay attention and take these. You don't have to actually take the notes, but just take take the gems that I'm leaving for you during the pregame show. Don't I don't mind you tagging me on Twitter. I don't mind you jumping into the uh, Made for the Ville YouTube show at night. Tell me how right I was or tell me how wrong I was or tell me that you learned something. Because, again, I love to teach sports. I love to talk sports, the actual sports, the actual systems, the actual uh, uh, improvements, the, the you know, all the, the emotions and all that good stuff in sports. That Those are things that bring me the most joy and in this job. But before I get to the Louisville side of the scouting report, I have to give a special, special thanks, another special thanks to one of our other sponsors of the unofficial ESPN Louisville 93.9 pregame show. That will be Citadel Roofing and Construction. People, your home is your fortress and your first line of defense is your roof. So if your roof is under attack by either Mother Nature or Father Time, you should be calling Citadel Roofing and Construction. Citadel Roofing and Construction is locally owned and operated, will provide free inspections, estimates, and of course, they'll work with your insurance. Did I also mention their A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau? Let Citadel Roofing and Construction protect the roof that protects you by calling 502-219-7964 today. Keys to victory if you are a University of Louisville fan. It's going to be tough. And and there's again, there's going to be a, a couple of disclaimers. There's going to be a couple of assumptions made. First assumption, you're not going to get the last second. Ty Lars out with a concussion. You're not going to get the last second. Um, uh, uh, Sky Clark irritated his his ribs in in the final shoot around you know just the, you're I'm making a general assumption that the guys that have been playing um including Danilo are going to be are healthy and available um keys to victory number 1 they have to look inspired not individually i think that's been one of the more disappointing things aesthetically when you get a team three guys look inspired two guys do not you know then you get a play where the two guys that didn't look inspired may start scoring and then they may step it up on the defensive end this is not the environment that nothing nothing can carry you but a pure Team inspired effort. There has to be something online. Listen, and and I I know it's when you're in cr- uh, crisis mode, it's easy to 
say everything should be a given. You should always be playing 110%. You should always be playing defense at 115%. You should always be looking to take the best shot. You always be looking to make this, like all those things are so cliche. And then it's like, that's why I always say you never run out of criticism, but you can run out of compliments. You know, you'll never run out of that because you can say that could be better. That could be better. That could be better. That could be better. It's it's uh it's a uh, it's inevitable. You know that, that that the criticism has more room. You can always have a fresh, hot, criticizable take on a, on a team, no matter how good they are. Um, team must be inspired. You know, you 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 have to see a enthusiastic sideline. You have to see an enthusiastic staff. You have to see um, um, plays you, you, like the, the the plays where where you get the and one scream. It can't be when you see the cool, you know. Hey, if Trey White gets an early bucket and one, if you get the cool walk back to the free throw line, I'm gonna say uh oh. If you get the Brandon, you know, gets gets the bucket, you know, just you know, like li- listen. There's nothing funnier than watching a coach imitate a team or, or a player who does a, a little, like, a, a, a trot, a home run trot. This is not the game for home run trots. This is not the game for three to the zone. This is not the game for pulling the arrow out of the back and shooting the, the dagger. If you see some of that stuff early, I'm going to be worried. This is not uh, going to be – that. That's to me, that's going to say – Hey, this is my last chance to make an impression for an NBA team, or this is my last chance to make an impression for a team that I'm going to transfer to. Because listen, make no mistake about it. Without having any inside information on who the staff believes that you know is going to stay or is, is is wanting to stay, and all that good stuff, this is the time. Again, this is where KCD starts. This is the time where you can notice. Selfish play, listen, selfish play early, you can get by. You see a bad shot because there's so much time to improve. There's so much time to get back to the film room and 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 address selfish shots. But again, my my biggest, best, one of my most famous stories is how Coach Crumb, I don't I don't want to say stories, lessons in life that took me centuries, decades to understand. Marcus, you, your bad shot is an eight-point swing. (laughs) Eight-point swing, Coach Crumb would tell me. My one bad shot was I was responsible for an eight-point swing because he said, you missed a shot. They come down. They hit a three-pointer. Then we come down, and because Marcus shot a bad shot, then, you know, Nate has to shoot a bad shot. And then he would say, and because Nate shot a bad shot, now somebody, Reese is going to shoot a bad shot. You know, so, oh, my God. And, I, like I said, I took that so personal. I, no, 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 I did. I, I, won't, I won't say personal. I took that, like, like it was another language. Coach, 
Did you just tell me that one shot that I took cost us? That was an eight-point swing. Like, where did you? That, that's like watching the kids doing Common Core math. It's like, what? Do, what do you? What is that? What are you talking about? And I'm like, Coach, are you, are you okay? <laughs> I, and I was waiting for some other coach to help me out, but everybody just looked like he was telling the truth. And I'm just like, I don't understand. I, I'd rather sit on the bench and try to figure out how I just cost us eight points. But all these years later, when you're down to your last four games, a bad shot is like a 10-point swing. <laughs> That's me saying it. All these years, a bad shot is a 10-point swing because if, if it looks for one second, because you, you, listen, you can't fool your teammates. If your teammate, you know it early. If a, if, a, if a teammate is trying to get his numbers up, if he's trying to, to, to scout showboat, you know it immediately. And you say, okay, it's going to be game on. And you just hope, you know, you just hope you don't get that basketball mentality uh, uh, especially like I said with four games to go and on the road and you're not expected to even keep it close so you have every single or there's going to be guys if if they, if it's creeping in their head to put together a good film that's another thing you'll notice and then when you notice it it'll be on you to look to the sideline and listen and if you want you can feel free to run to your Twitters and and say, oh my God, they look like they're they're going for self. You can start speculating on yep, those shots mean that guy's not gonna come back here. And like I said, I understand all speculation. Might not be true, but I do understand social media speculation whenever you get anything like that. Here's the thing. Another thing. This is one of those things that okay, Duke is excellent. I can separate Duke being excellent in their fundamentals and execution to uh, to us saying, are my guys playing hard? And do they not know how to guard these actions? Or is Duke out executing them? Now, this one's going to be interesting for me in particular because they do a lot of simple actions. But the simple actions take a lot of effort, communication, and defensive stance. Marcus Mabin always tells you, Hardest things in the world is to stay in a defensive stance. Stay like you're supposed to be in a true defense. One of the toughest things in the world. When you watch it, you'll know. When Listen, when Filipowski sets a screen and, and my point guard number five curls around this screen and if he just gets right into the middle of the lane and just throws that alley-oop off this curl, I'm going to say, I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to say, okay, was that a good play by Duke? Or have we not learned how to guard these simple actions? Now, now a lot of my criticism is, is the gap, the gap between pro-style offense or versus college offense, pro-style defense versus college defense. Because here's the thing, those curls and in, in the pros are usually some big, big scores. We're talking, you're looking at 6'9", so those curls and the defenders, it's not really 
It's not easy to do. So you understand the spacing and at the professional level of basketball. In college, curls provide enough room every single time or, or, or close to it. So curls, pin downs, simple screens, do they lead to let the way you stop simple screens is be in position. Be in position to move, be in position to to help, be being, you know, be be aggressive. You're gonna have to defensively be aggressive. And again, you're not gonna get beat with a bunch of of extremely creative stuff. Like Duke doesn't play that way. They run to their spots fast. They execute their screens. And here's the thing. I know aesthetically, they're not going to just look like they have this just the uber, you know, uber, super talented, dominant. Aesthetically, they don't look like like when they had Corey Maggette and just, you know, <laughs> you know, just some of your more like super athletic uh, uh, when Coach K started recruiting futuristically, you know, it's not going to be, uh, what's your big boy's name? Uh, who was there two years ago? He's with Orlando Magic now. Uh, Texas, help me out, 38-31-93-9. I can't think of his name. Gosh darn it. Um, but you know who I'm talking about. Like, this is not, they're not going to athlete. Mitchell, Mitchell is probably the only guy that might you might say, okay, we need one of those. As far as everybody else, they're not going to physically look imposing. But here's the thing. Their resumes are big time. It's really easy for us to get to forget how many times we were relieved that Duke beat out Kentucky for a certain player. How many times Carolina beat out Kentucky for a a particular player. So these, these players are Duke are certified but they are really, really engaged in their system. Like I said, they play together. Tough, tough matchup. But again, you're going to have to be inspired. You're going to have to see those Duke uniforms. So you're going to have to say, hey, I can put it on the line with my teammates, you know, for my staff, for my teammates on one, on one of these days. Individual feelings, individual stuff will fracture this team. Listen, we'll be, we'll be eight, seven, eight minutes into the game. And it'll be a gaudy number if you got a fracture unit. If you're not getting good shots at the basket, if you're not getting, you know, good um, ball security, you, your team will fracture very, very fast. Um, here's the thing. It's another get off my get off uh, my lawn moment. We should be, we should be the fresher team. We should absolutely be the fresher team. What does that mean? How will that how would that translate? We will see. When you're fresher, you should be able to chase guys off the three-point line. And when I say chase guys off the three-point line, I don't mean run run past them and do the the challenge, the flyby challenge. What's it what's it called um when Top Gun does the the the, the fly by the tower? Mm. Excuse me for a second. You can cut this out. Let me clear my throat. We used to have that music that Brian would play. <coughs> Apologies, good people. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, just 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 the the tower buzzing flyby challenge where you fly by the shooter and try to keep running and get back into play, hoping there's a long rebound and Tyler gets it and he can get it up to you so you can get a a a, a, a cherry picking dunk. Shout out to Nolan Smith, by the way. Um, yeah. Those lazy plays that look like they're effort. You know me, people. I hate a fake. I hate a fake effort play. I, I listen. I you remember I used to get mad at Dangadell because he would he would totally take himself out of the play, and I would just get so mad. I'd be like, Coach P would never let you do that. You know, you know what that was. That was a fake effort play so you can get a snowbird dunk. But yeah, and here's the thing. I see it in college, all over college. And I complain about it every any game I'm watching. If I'm watching BYU San Diego State and I see somebody do that that flyby challenge on a three-point line, I yell about it then. It doesn't matter if I have a, a, a dog in the fight or not. That kind of defense, first of all, Duke will make you look bad. They'll pump fake. They'll step to the side. They'll pass it. They'll get it right back. It'll make you look really bad. It'll make your whole team look dysfunctional if you do lazy closeouts. But in order, like I said, in order to have an inspiring performance, you're gonna have to sacrifice a little extra. You're gonna have to close out a little harder. You're gonna have to, you know, you're gonna have to dig deeper on the simple plays to to make it a game to be competitive. Um. So yeah, no flybys on the closeouts. Got to make them shoot over the top of you on on everything. And the last thing to to the last uh, of the keys to victory, and this is definitely the most important one, the sideline, the sideline, sideline, the staff. This is, again, this has been my theme. This is me diagnosing the University of Louisville, uh, uh, the, the sports behavior side of it. The, the uniform discipline, the emphasis on uniform, not emphasis on discipline, uniform. If you let those guys make those lazy passes, if you let the ball get knocked out of Brandon's hands and we just jog back and then Manny gets in, he gets the ball slapped of his hand and you send him right back on the sideline. That is going to be. <laughs> that's going to push you closer to the, the end of the experiment than anything will, because it because you'll lose all the inspiration of your role players. So the uniform discipline has to be shown. The the actually not just the uniform discipline, the uniform substitution on effort plays. Sometimes look like effort. Sometimes they get tired. It's hard to play high-intensity basketball for more than four minutes. You watch them. If you're going all out, four minutes, you need a breather. Unless unless there's a bunch of fouls, which an assistant you know, can keep track of how many high-intensity live-action minutes. You can base your substitution. Uh, you can base your substitution on a, a stat of high-intensity seconds. How many fouls? If you have... You know, four fouls in a 
in a three-minute window, you might can hold off on your substitutions. But if you have like, you know, multiple open minutes, three open minutes without a lot of fouls, taking it in and out, you know, going up and down the court, you're going to have to make a substitution. You're going to have to do something to get their attention. Uh, uh, um, uh, Not their attention. You're going to have to get them breathers, get them comfortable coming out of the game so they can, you know, get ready to give another level of effort, you know, another another round of high-intensity cardio-focused effort. So I will I will be eyeballing this sideline based on the substitutions, based on the mistakes, based on the effort plays they give up. I'll be looking at the reactions of the coaching staff on each individual because, again, I'm re-recruiting my guys. I like this team. I like I like most of the guys on it. I'm, I'm I'm re-recruiting down the stretch. I'm trying to get these guys happy. I'm trying to have them in good spirits. I'm 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 trying to have them competing for the the name on the front of the jersey. I know how cliche that sounds, but that's something I I, I do take serious. Uh, how how much are they competing? Personal pride, uh, uh, university pride. That stuff shows, especially in times like these. That's going to do it. You can go ahead and play us out. Definitely want to thank all our partners, Kentucky and Pump Sales, DFH Company, of course, Citadel Roofing and Construction, and Derek A. Stewart. Again, the number is 502-314-9868 for being the unofficial official sponsors of the unofficial ESPN Louisville 93.9 pregame show on 93.9 Ville.